Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hour two. Here we go. Got a big hour for you. Tyler Nunez of Tiger Ag coming up. Ralph Michaels of Wager Talk is... We talk more basketball. Yeah. Uh, look, it is about, what do we get, about two months of the year, maybe even less than that, month and a half out of every year where basketball leads and we fill with football on these programs here on the station, really throughout the country. That happens about a month and a half out of the year. So we talked Pelicans a lot in the first hour. Now we got to talk some LSU basketball because what happened last night was one of the biggest wins really in the regular season in LSU history here. It's only the second time in program history that they went on the road and beat a top-five opponent. That's what they did yesterday, beating number 5 Kentucky on the Big B. Williams tip-in as time expired. First win at Rupp Arena since 2009 for the Tigers, so a decade there. And LSU is squarely in the hunt for a conference championship. They're in the hunt for a top three or four seed into the NCAA tournament. And most everybody across the country now truly believes after what happens yes, happened yesterday that the Tigers can be at least some semblance of a threat in the NCAA tournament. And they basically locked up a tournament bid unless something catastrophic happens here down the stretch. 20-4. and four, 10-1 in SEC play. They get number one Tennessee next Saturday. Let's revisit the end of the game yesterday because I do want to change my opinion on what happened a little bit. We were live on the air right after this happened, and I didn't get a chance too many times to watch that final play. Yesterday on the air, I said, to me, it wasn't offensive basket interference. It was just a good play and a good no-call. Well, to be honest here, the Kentucky fans have some gripe. And so does John Calipari about that final play. Because by the letter of the, the rule, by the letter of the college basketball laws, it was basket interference by Cavell Big B. Uh, Williams. The ball had not left the cylinder. It was close, but it hadn't completely left the cylinder. So by as the rule's on the books, that should have been basket interference. However, and here's the but, and by the way, that's... I just wanted to correct what I said. So yesterday, after watching that multiple times, I'm on board with everybody else. Yes, that should have been. However, also by the letter of the basket interference laws, it should have been defensive basket interference on Kentucky, who went up and shook the rim in the backboard as they put their hand through the cylinder. Skyler May's shot was put up off the left side. And if there was review on that play, here's how it would have went down. That part of the play preceded the offensive basket interference by Cavell Bigby Williams. So therefore, they would have called that. LSU would have been awarded two points. There would have been about 0.7-ish seconds left. And Kentucky would have had the ball down by three with 0.7 seconds left in the backcourt, effectively ending that game. 
So that was the controversial ending. We heard John Calipari in the post-game press conference comparing his program to Wilt Chamberlain. Well, we always get the rules changed because of our games. He might. I don't wouldn't have a problem with those plays being reviewed in that way, being able to review a goaltending or basket interference play at the end of the game. I don't, I don't have a problem with that at all. But Coach Cal, and maybe he watched this again. I know this was right after the game in his press conference, and he was saying basically that they got robbed. Uh, well, not really. LSU still wins that game after review. So this wasn't like the Nola no call or anything like that. This was two missed calls on the same play, but LSU would have gotten the better end of that stick yesterday. But the win's the win here, and this now separates them from Kentucky. They had that game lead plus the tiebreaker on the Kentucky. They have a two-game lead plus the, uh, plus the tiebreaker on South Carolina. They are in control of second place in the conference, which would give them a double buy in the SEC tournament. That is massive. They've got to take care of business against Georgia this week. They get Texas A&M. Their schedule's pretty soft down the stretch. They get Florida a couple of times who's struggling. They do have Alabama on the road, and they do have Tennessee at home. Those are the ones you circle those and you go, those are probably the true toss-ups. Although Tennessee is going to be favored when they enter the PMAC next week, I would think. Can't wait for that one. I'm planning on going. Let's go to the phone lines, Tiger fans, 504-260-1870. Terry in Slidell, what did you think about yesterday's game, man? Hey, hey, Seth, good evening. How you doing? Hey, good. Thanks for holding on. I think I told you at the beginning of the basketball and football season, watch out for the Tigers in basketball because Will Wade is the man. And this LSU basketball team is on a roll. But before you get to that, before I get to that, you were talking about wide receivers, Antonio Brown and all these guys. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Julian Edelman over any of them, any day, any time, any place. But getting to really, really Ed- wait, wait, hold on here. I'm going to stop you here. Edelman, Edelman's been kind of a, a punk himself, to use that word. I mean, he used performance-enhancing substances. He's but, a I mean, dirty player. And I don't really think, yeah, he's dirty. You ask any any player who's played against Julian Edelman, tell you if he's dirty or not, and they're all going to say, yeah, that's a dirty dude. Yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll take Edelman. We, let's get LSU now. Okay. I mean, that's just my <laughs> okay, you got Edelman. I got. I'll, I'll take Brown before that. But I'll all right, all right, Edelman. all right, all right. Fair enough. But fair enough. I told you at the beginning of football season, watch out for LSU basketball. We beat the Blue Bloods last night, mm-hmm. and if you would take the LSU team and put those Kentucky uniforms on them and put LSU uniforms Kentucky, LSU would be a top five basketball team. That team has no respect because they're not one of the blue bloods in <sighs> Kentucky and all those guys. And I have tickets for the Tennessee game also. And But they got to take care of business against Georgia and Florida before they get to the UT game. And if they do, they you know don't read their press clippings beat Georgia and beat Florida, which they should. Mm-hmm. And in two weeks, or not not week, in a week and a half, when in 10 days when they play Tennessee in Baton Rouge, if the LSU fans are not there and pack the PMAC, and as Dan Brown would, would say when he was coaching, Ray, uh, I'm trying to think of the right the words he used to use about the noise, raise the level in the, dome, in the death dome, make it the death dome again, because I think that's what Will Wade is doing. He's making it the old death dome. Because this is probably the best 
LSU basketball team I've seen since the 81 team that went to the final four and yeah, yeah no, no look terry they're, they're real good we're up against a break here because we got a um i guess tyler noon has a tiger ad coming up um i agree with you there uh, this team is just sensational and they have a chance i really believe this to make a deep run in the ncaa tournament i disagree that if you just take away the name lsu on the front of their jerseys and they magically become a top five team um, not that I don't think that some of these programs, just because of the name on the front of their jerseys, aren't overrated. So I will agree with you on that point. I think that's a plague just in college sports and how the polls work. But if you look at the objective, really advanced analytics sites, the one that really mapped this stuff out, like Ken Palm. Ken Pomeroy, if you haven't heard of him, or Jeff Sagarin, these are two guys that have used statistical models, and they've been extremely good. Ken Pomeroy got hired by the NBA, and they worked for the Houston Rockets for years because of how good he was, and they map out who's the best offensive teams, who's the best defensive teams in the country, and who's the best overall teams, efficiency-wise, in the country. And after LSU's win yesterday, Ken Pomeroy, who I think is the best, and the guy who worked for the Rockets because he was so good statistically, he has him at number 20. Has him at number 20, and I think you'll hear from Ralph Michaels, who's coming up here later this hour, about the same spot for me. Kentucky's at 7 after the loss yesterday. Duke's 1, Virginia's 2, Gonzaga's 3, Michigan State 4, Tennessee 5, and Michigan 6 right before Kentucky. It's great, by the way. Uh, go check it out. It's a site that if, if you're a college basketball fan, if you're LSU fan, Terry, and everybody else, KenPalm.com. Uh, really easy. It's Ken Pomeroy's ratings, and you can use that to kind of judge, hey, who are the best teams in the country and not just worry about media polls and coaches' polls and popularity contests. Good stuff. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, Tyler Nunez of Tiger Ag is going to talk some LSU hoops with us here on The Last Lap. Ah, yes, LSU basketball front and center not just here, but nationally after their upset of Kentucky yesterday. Seeing a lot of this text from the 504-20, which is where Kim Pomeroy has the Tigers. Kim Palm is trash. Ralph Michaels is trash. LSU is a top five team. No, none of those guys are trash. You got to give me your rankings, uh, texture from the 985. Tell me where LSU fits in. Give me your rankings. Text from the 504. You and Ken Palm are dead wrong. LSU and Nevada are top eight teams. Clearly, mark my words, each will advance to the Elite Eight. No doubt. We will see. I think LSU certainly is a threat to get there. I'm excited. They have a point guard who proves uh, proved yesterday again that he can play in big environments without getting rattled. They have a young, a few young guys who didn't get rattled in that environment yesterday, and they're very good offensively. So I think they can advance to the Elite Eight, and I think there's – Scenarios where they can advance all the way to a Final Four. They're that good. Let's bring on in Tyler Nunez of Tiger Rag, who covers LSU basketball there. Tyler, welcome back to the show. Big day yesterday, man. It's been a long time Ooh. since uh, fans have been this excited about LSU hoops, huh? Yeah, Twitter's been wild. Uh, <laughs> I was just complaining the other day that Twitter only gets gets live like that after they lose, but uh, they, they proved me wrong yesterday. I've, uh, I'm still getting notifications from last night. It was an absolutely huge win for LSU. Uh, it feels like the first signature win of the Will Wade era. It feels like this is, this could be the start of something big. And, and man, uh, I mean, yeah, they, they don't get much bigger than that. They, I, I don't know if people realize Kentucky doesn't lose in that building. I think that's the seventh time Calipari's lost in Rupp Arena since he's been there, and it's been a decade. So 
Uh, really impressive win for LSU. Uh, I, it's really hard to kind of put it in perspective because we don't know what it's going to lead to, but it feels big, that's for sure. It really does. It's interesting you use that word as kind of the biggest victory, the phrase the biggest victory in the LSU era. It seems to me like uh, kind of a flashpoint perhaps for this era where they went from, and I don't know if they're ever really rebuilding here, Tyler, with Will Wade, which is impressive in its own right, maybe the most impressive part about all this, but they're now straight in contention mode, contention in the SEC. They control their own destiny there. I think they're contending for a top certainly a top four seed maybe even top two or three depending on how, how it all yeah. goes down here the rest of the season yeah absolutely the, th- the thing is is they their their schedule is pretty favorable from here on out right there there's only one game where they're going to be the underdog and that's against tennessee so uh they they really do control their own destiny if they win i mean there's it's not it's not likely that they win out but i mean if they do they're putting themselves in position for a, one of the top seeds in the country we're talking to maybe even a one seed i know that's a long way to go that that involves them beating tennessee who looks unbeatable right now and that involves them beating a t- bunch of tough teams they've still got florida twice they've still got georgia again this saturday uh, i think they get alabama again so uh, some losable games, but LSU is going to be a favorite in all of them except for that Tennessee game. And if they take care of business, they're going to be a top three, three, three seed, pop, pop, possibly, maybe even a little bit higher. I agree. I think they could get all the way up to the two line. They would probably have to win out yeah. to do that, but who knows with the way they're on a roll here. Talking to Tyler Nunez of Tiger Ag here on the last lap. Let's talk about some of the players uh, in this game. Emmett Williams got lost in the shuffle, especially the way it ended. But he was massive off the bench. Oh, Perfect five huge. for five, 12 points, and this freshman's coming of age. Yeah, and the, like four of those shots came in, in the middle of that second half, and they were building a comeback and then building a lead. There's one sequence in particular where he got a block on one end and hustles down the floor and gets a, a layup on the other, and that put LSU up by double digits for the first time all night. And that, I mean, that is, that's the kind of player he is, man. He comes off the bench. He's been quiet kind of all season. Uh, but I mean, he was a five-star recruit for a reason, hustle player, great personality, just kind of the whole total package. He's going to be really valuable for LSU the longer he's there. What about Trey Waters, Tremont Waters struggled from the field, but I thought he ran the offense pretty darn well. I believe he had two turnovers early in that game and I tweeted out something, watch out Uh, the bad side of Tremont Waters coming out here at Rupp, but he really settled in uh, the last really 30 minutes of that game. Yeah, he only had two turnovers all night. Uh, the LSU as a whole only had eight turnovers, and I think that played a really big factor in that win yesterday. But, yeah, Tremont Waters, he, he, he did struggle from the field. He kind of struggled to find a good shot. Uh, but I think part of it was – part of those two turnovers was he, where he was, he was kind of forcing things in those first five minutes. But afterwards, he uh, he kind of took, took a step back and, and let the game come to him a little bit more. And it led to – him struggling offensively, especially trying to score the ball, but he still had five assists. He was still really valuable defensively. He had two or three steals, and uh, and overall uh, he had a solid performance running the offense very cleanly and making sure that LSU didn't turn the ball over. Now, Kentucky's not a deep team, so if you look at that box score yesterday, you're going, well, yeah, LSU only ran out eight players, but yeah, Kentucky only ran out nine, so what's the big deal about depth here, Seth? What are you talking about? But the one thing that concerns me, when you get to tournament time, both conference tournament time and NCAA tournament time, if you're just going throwing eight out there you're going eight man rotation those guys are going to get tired legs very quickly that's are you concerned about that is my concern off base Tyler uh more so I'm, I would be more so concerned about it in the SEC tournament than the NCAA tournament that's when you're playing games in like back-to-back days for like three possibly four days at a time I think that's when that really kills you but I think for the NCAA tournament eight's a kind of a sweet spot I mean 
it, it's different. I remember watching LSU women's basketball, though, making a, a Sweet 16 with seven. Uh, and, and I've seen teams do it with eight before. And the, the good thing for LSU is they're able to rotate in guys in and out pretty pretty effectively. Uh, I mean, like we saw Emmett Williams get 18 minutes yesterday, and he put together, you know, a 12-point performance. So they have a lot of guys that are really valuable off the bench. So I, I'm not super concerned. Uh, I think that if need be, they can go to a Marshall Graves to add a little bit more depth. He's somebody who can shoot the ball pretty well. Uh, in, in a tough spot, but uh, I, I think overall, I think LSU is going to be okay as far as that goes in the NCAA tournament. Again, I think once they get into their third day in a row in the SEC tournament, I think that could become a problem. I thought Nas Reed played a much bigger role in yesterday's win than the box score would indicate. Only played 21 yeah. minutes, got in a little foul trouble, just 12 points, yeah. but the the best maybe the best front court in the country is Kentucky. I, I thought he was going to have a pretty rough day heading into it. I, I thought the freshman handled it well. Yeah, I mean his growth throughout the course of the season is immeasurable from the from day one to now. I mean he just looks so much better. He looks so much more confident with the ball and using his body. I mean he the, see he was uh, much more likely to kind of take a fadeaway, and he's still really good for that. But uh, I mean against Auburn, he threw down a nasty dunk. I think uh, he used his body for a couple big shots yesterday, and he's really not afraid to get in the paint and go for a rebound. He's super aggressive going for rebounds and that's really been huge for them over these last couple of weeks he won the sec freshman of the week award last week it was well deserved i mean just his his play as of late has been phenomenal he's a huge part of lsu success in these last three games which have been huge games might be a one and done guy for lsu we'll see when the draft comes finally tyler uh, you heard our textures there leading in and the caller before you're on also said lsu should yeah. be a top five team in the nation what do you say to that uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm going to disagree. Uh, I saw they're they hating on Kim Pom. Kim Pom's a formula. You can't right. get mad at a formula, right. man. <laughs> right, uh, exactly, man. I think uh, I think LSU, I mean, that big loss against Oklahoma State is going to keep them back for a little bit. Uh, they have a couple really close losses against good teams in Houston and Florida State. Uh, that loss against Arkansas is not great either, It was especially considering it was at home. Uh, and a lot of, they've had a lot of close games against uh, uh, not great team. So I, I understand I understand their seeding. They're going to have to work their way up. They also don't have a historic program. Like they're going to they're going to you know Kentucky, Duke, Tennessee. These teams are going to you know do a little. They're going to move up the yep. rankings a little bit faster than an LSU. So uh, as fair fair or as unfair as you think that is, that, that's just kind of the way these things roll. I think we can, if they beat Georgia, we can see them jump into a top 15 spot uh, with with that win against Kentucky. I think that'll be, uh, and, and I mean, Tyler, like, like I said, that puts them in great position with a couple weeks. We're up left. against the break. Tyler, really appreciate it. We'll yep, do it again. Yep. Yeah, sounds good. Back here on the last lap, thanks again to Tyler Nunez of Tiger Rag. That's a hard break there. So it ended right as we went to break, but Tyler Nunez of Tiger Rag, you can find his work there, tigerag.com. And he's on Twitter at by Tyler Nunez. Uh, we're seeing uh, some people are asking, and I see a couple of misspellings. So if you're looking for Ken Pomeroy's rankings, just like it sounds, P O M E R O Y, but the website is K E N P O M. M is in Mike there. A great site. He's been doing this for a couple of decades. And like I said, his formula got him hired by an NBA team. It's that good. It, it is as objective as they come. Also, Jeff Sagarin, S-A-G-A-R-I-N, if you're looking for another formula out there and not just popularity contests, that's another great one. Thanks to Tyler Nunez talking a little LSU basketball. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, Ralph Michaels, our buddy out in Vegas, 
handicapper for wagertalk.com. He will join us to talk LSU hoops and college basketball. That's next year on the last lap. Let's get to a few texts here. Having some good conversation with our texters. Text from the 504. This guy's a joke. LSU beat Auburn and Kentucky head-to-head. We have a better conference record than both of those teams. Number 22, are you kidding me? I think that's about right where they should be, maybe a little higher. I might have them a little higher than Ralph. He might have them a little lower than me, but I think that's in the ballpark. Auburn just lost to Ole Miss again. Ole Miss sweeps that series this season. Auburn falls to 5-7 and seven in SEC play and 16-7. and eight overall make that five and six in sec play and 16 and eight overall and that's really not good for lsu because that was one of their more marquee wins on their resume you you want in college basketball you want the teams that you beat to keep winning to build your resume so that doesn't help lsu here it just doesn't uh, here's a text from the 504 seth i'm not saying this to get on you because I appreciate your work on sports, and I do thank you, by the way. And I also like the fact that you like to go see basketball, hopefully for LSU's sake when they play Tennessee. But I did notice when you asked them, the SEC, is this the same? He basically said no, talking about Ralph. Just got quite a few good teams. They have a chance in the SEC, and he went into detail. Yeah, yeah Ralph thinks that he has – I'll just say Ralph, uh, great. I, the reason I have Ralph on every single week is because I love him. I think he brings more insight than any other handicapper, frankly, I'd ever talked to in my career. He's fantastic, A-plus stuff. That doesn't mean we always have to agree on everything, right? I have a little lower opinion on the SEC as a whole than he does. And here's why. The top of the conference is better than it has been the last few years with LSU, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Three teams that can challenge for a certainly Sweet 16, Elite 8, and possibly Final Four spots. But the middle and bottom parts of this conference just aren't the same as they have been in the past. They just aren't to me. Last year, for example, SEC, the SEC got eight teams into the NCAA tournament. That was a record. They're not going to reach that this year. At least right now they wouldn't. They'll get six or seven, probably seven, not eight. I think that goes to show that the um, conference isn't as good. As it was in the past from top to bottom. Uh, here's a text from the 985. Yes, yeah, Seth, you were wrong as well. You had Kentucky beating LSU. So what you're saying on this topic, ranking LSU 20, doesn't matter to me. <laughs> well, okay. You don't have to listen. There you go. <laughs> we'll be back one more hour of the program. It's the last lap on WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 